0: It's true. The Force is strong with this one. Force, a Jedi. All of it. It's all true. Welcome to Supple Boys, and this week we're counting down the top 10 Star Wars to Star Wars in Star Wars. Number 10 Star Wars Star Wars, 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 Star Wars,
1: Star Wars,
0: Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars,
1: Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars,
0: What's up, supple folks? Hey, you guys like Star Wars? Well guess what, so do we, and you're right here with us on the Star Wars sequel, Supple Spectacular, in which Ethan and I will be discussing the Star Wars sequel trilogy. You guys strapped in? You ready to go? Well then punch it, Chewie, cause we're going to hyperspace, brother. i
2: love star wars do you love star wars oh my god i walked into this room and i'm like what is a full orchestra doing in in my (laughs) podcasting studio and oh is that mr john Williams? everybody our
0: guest for the week john johnny Uh, uh, williams i'm a big fan man how's it going and he gets on the mic and he's the oldest man alive, and he says, "Oh, hey, he's so I've old." S- I've scored nine Star Wars films. In have you years. have you seen any of them? Fuck no.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> John Williams, if you're listening, I want you to know, dude. Spotify told me I am in the top one percent of John Williams <laughs> listeners. So, fuck if, yeah. If that is not dedication, I love me some Star Wars soundtracks in my life. And we're gonna talk a lot about Star Wars and Star Wars soundtracks today on this week's episode of Supple Boys. Yeah. Last week, Ethan um had us watch uh, We we discussed Sonic the Hedgehog, which was super interesting considering. Well, as I recall Ethan, it, you said no, that Ethan, you wanted to watch Ethan, Sonic. Ethan Yeah, because I love Sonic. And and it was really weird when Ethan suggested because Ethan hates Sonic. So I was like, Are you sure you want to talk about this? Because I love Sonic. But you under, this I understand? This is classic did not Griffin. Like
2: Supple folks, he's trying to turn us against each other. He's trying to gaslight all of us into misrepresenting the past, and that's not going to happen. We're going to stick together, and we're gonna we're gonna hold hands and all like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh, so you've come around on it? Oh my God! <laughs> can We move on.
0: <laughs> you bastard! You bastard! That's a double standard, you piece of shit. You can do it mm-hmm. to me, but I can't do it to you. <laughs>
2: This is bullshit. You just love gotta to find your own ways. bit. Not that it was a bit. Uh, <laughs> <it's> j- <laughs> Walked yourself into a corner on that one immediately. Alright, folks.
0: Listen, we've talked a lot about how much we love Star Wars already. You know that. Uh, hopefully you guys like Star Wars too, because this week we're actually talking about, specifically, uh, the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Have you heard of these? It's crazy to say that phrase, the sequel trilogy. And that's kind of where I want to start this week's conversation, uh, mm-hmm. is this was a th- like a pipe dream at one point. This was a thing mm-hmm. that wasn't going to exist in all of our minds. It was Revenge of the Sith came out and that was it. And then Clone Wars came along and we were like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's dope. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but episode seven, that idea, let alone seven, eight and nine was like, I know, no way no way
2: i remember um i remember being in freshman year of high school i think Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. and uh i was in like one of those computer lab classes Mm -hmm. and so i was just i was fucking around on the computer as you do in a computer lab class and then i just like audibly freaked out because i like opened fucking yahoo.com or whatever and on the front was, Disney fucking buys Lucasfilm, announces Star Wars episodes 7, 8, and 9. And I just shit my pants. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the f-? <laughs> like, it, <laughs> felt like a, it felt like an elaborate prank had been pulled on me. Totally. Uh, totally. It was crazy. Because
0: not only was it just generally a surprise to see that Disney bought Lucasfilm, period. But of course, yeah, then right. them immediately going, I mean, it makes sense. But them immediately saying, yeah, 7, 8, and 9, they're happening. I was yeah. wrapping up a rehearsal for a musical, a little theater boy action. Ethan, and we were theater kids in high we school. We were both
2: theater uh, Yeah, we should I don't know if we've ever mentioned that. We were both theater kids. Man, which we probably do, makes sense to people.
0: It probably yeah, that, that fits, that tracks. Um we should do an episode where we kind of talk about that. I would love that. I would love able. to talk about my we'll history do it. We'll do it in it theater. Soon. Um yeah. but I was getting done with the rehearsal. I got a voicemail from my uncle, who is the man that introduced me to Star Wars and all that stuff. Showed me Phantom What about Menace. What about
2: your uncle? Did you give him a chance? Did you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> good movie. I watched it uh, last night. I fucking love it. Um, that's a good movie. That's a great movie. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> Alright, next week we're talking about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard about this movie, but it's good. No, I've got a
2: very different episode for next week. I'm very excited I'm super it. excited for that.
0: But, yeah, my uncle showed me Phantom Menace uh, back in, whatever, oh. 2002 or something like that. And I remember very vividly sitting in front of his big TV and Duel of the Fates is happening. And uh, my brain melted. <laughs> it yeah, was yeah, a yeah, small yeah. child. Not only was it the first time I saw a lightsaber. But I, like, immediately went from zero to 100, because it was like, this is a lightsaber. Also, this is a double-sided lightsaber. (laughs) Also, this is the coolest fucking fight with the coolest fucking song and the most awesome... These guys move way faster than Alec Guinness. Who, like, I had no idea. I had never seen A New Hope, and so when I saw A New Hope, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) But the original trilogy fucking slap. The prequel trilogy slaps. But today's all about the sequels. My uncle, he left me a voicemail. He's like, hey, don't know if you've heard, but they Disney bought Star Wars and they're making Seven, Eight, and Nine. And I remember, like, I had the that phone That was the my whole ear. point of the voicemail? That was it, yeah. That's he, so cute. I know. I love <laughs> my uncle that. Me, he's like, you got to hear about this shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so I remember I was walking out with some of my friends and I like was walking and I had the phone to my ear and he said that and I just stopped. And my friends for me, they're like, what, what is it? And I'm like, guys, they're making Star they're making more (laughs) Star Wars movies. And they were like, who gives a shit? And I'm like, who gives a shit? Because that was a very interesting time in Star Wars, I feel like, where it, I mean, during the prequels, it felt like it wasn't super cool to like it. It wasn't mainstream like it is now. Um, uh-huh. at least it didn't feel that way. Obviously it's popular, right? It made a fuck ton of money and everybody's wearing the shirts, but it was still like part of that nerdy niche culture that was mostly prevalent in just like those early 2000s superhero movies and that was pretty much
2: it. Isn't that weird that Star Wars isn't nerdy anymore? Like it's Star just w- it's almost like Everybody loves Star Wars. Like it, yeah, cuz like if you if you made like a movie or a TV show and you were trying to like Characterize somebody as a nerd, making them like a Star Wars nerd, isn't like enough Mm because like regular people wear Star Wars t-shirts and shit. Like that doesn't make you Sheldon anymore. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, and that's
0: crazy, but it's also exactly what like Disney did. Star Trek is still super nerdy. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, but that's exactly what Disney did with this trilogy. Right? Was make it super accessible and everything. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that because we're gonna talk about each one of these movies. Uh, sort of succinctly and and talk about them just a little bit just to talk about them because we like yeah. them. Uh, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have heard but uh, these movies are pretty good
2: depending on who you ask
0: depending on who you was, ask. that's. I was listening p-
2: to a podcast the other day and somebody offhandedly referenced J.J. Abrams uh, and they were like well he killed Star Wars and I was like did mm-hmm. he though? Did he? Because like- <laughs> it's kind of the most popular thing <laughs> in the fucking planet right now
0: <laughs> I don't think he did Um, we'll get into it because I think we have a little bit of a history of maybe turning some people's uh, minds around on a couple of things for web stands for life. Some people don't Mm -hmm. love the amazing Spider-Man films. We do. And I think Mm -hmm. we've brought up a couple of points that have made people at least reconsider it. And that's fine. And, but also as well as Spider-Man three, you can like what you like and you can also dislike what you dislike. Of course, that's the other side of that. So Mm -hmm. we're talking about the Star Wars. And don't be an asshole, please, and don't hurt yeah, right. people. Um, just love, brother. Uh, Star right. Wars, it's good. Let's talk about the sequel trilogy. Up first, Ethan, The Force Awakens, Episode 7. Oh, my God. I can't even talk about this movie without having a big old smile on my face. Dude, Black Friday, 2014. That teaser trailer dropped? First off, we should say, even before the teaser trailer, the title reveal and i was like ooh yeah. ooh the force yeah. awakens so mysterious it's, it's got so much behind it what what does it Definitely. mean awaken has it been asleep what does that imply ooh right. so much intrigue surrounding that title it i love that new title too yeah and then that teaser came out black friday 2014 i remember it very vividly
1: there has been an awakening
0: have you felt it? It was in the middle of a real shit-tier time for me. It was actually when you and I were getting super close because I was yeah. having a real rough go at it in my personal life, and yeah. you were so far removed from it that I was like, I gotta talk to my buddy Ethan, and yes. uh, he'll be able to not be any sort of biased about it. He can tell me if I'm fucking up or if other people are yeah, dickheads. Cool. And now yeah. we're here, and we're best friends and supple boys and creators, and it's the fucking best, and I love it. Fuck and yeah. I love you, dude.
2: Love you. And Force Thanks. Awakens.
0: I love Force Awakens. That trailer. That was a
2: crazy time. Everybody was fucking talking about that trailer. I had teachers pulling it up on their fucking mm. smart boards. Mm. That was I, the biggest thing
0: in the world. I remember, like, because that was a couple of years after the announcement. That's 2014, 2012 mm-hmm. was the announcement of it. So a couple of years, like, it had been announced and we knew it was happening, but we had no idea about anything about this movie, and then suddenly the teaser was there, and I was like, "And that's when it all became like real." Because even though they said they were making it, something about it there wasn't tangible, right? But mm-hmm. now I could go on YouTube and I could type in "Star Wars Episode Seven trailer," and it wouldn't just be some fan made fucking right piece right. and stuff together to. And do the, the trailer dates.
2: is so minimal; it's so mi- exactly. they don't give you anything. It's which so is crazy. Talk about
0: it teaser trailer that that's so genius a teaser so trailer good. yeah no mm-hmm. jj like that's 100 mystery box stuff like ooh, look at this droid yeah. there's been an awakening have you felt it
2: all right you can take a peek at han solo but just for a all second
0: right, just a little tiny peek at han solo no no fuck han solo how about the cross guard saber uh in yeah in that, that was the big
2: steal to me yeah
0: and then and then... Boom, the music explodes, the Millennium Falcon flies into frame, in atmosphere, flying around with some TIE fighters, the score is playing, dude, that was the moment that, like, it, like, All clicked. I was like, "Oh Oh, my fucking god! Star Wars is back!" I was crying. I watched that trailer. That was so cool too, because we don't know who's in
2: the fucking Millennium Falcon.
0: We don't know what's going on there. Don't know anything. And uh, I remember I brought, I I showed it to my mom, who was uh, when I say my uncle, my mother is his sister, and so she grew up with Star Wars and everything. And I showed it to my mom, right. and she was excited about it. And He didn't I leave her a voicemail. He
2: left you a voicemail. Fuck yeah, because we got to <laughs>
0: chat about Star Wars all the time. Um, and
2: it was... And that, as we all know, no girls allowed in Star Wars. No girls allowed. <laughs> That's why they
0: didn't put Rey in that first trailer. Oh, they did, actually. She is on that speeder for just a hot second.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Of course girls are fucking allowed in Star Wars. Are you kidding me? Star Wars is about Princess Leia changed my fucking mind.
2: <laughs> it is. And like and st- especially with the Disney stuff, they've like done a really good job of of being progressive with like cuz like I remember like, you know, Ray was obviously the leading force of the sequels and then fucking Rogue One comes out and then we got Jenner so at the front of mm, mm-hmm. and then like, and then like we keep getting stuff like that with Battlefront 2's Story campaign is led by uh Iden Versio another mm-hmm. female protagonist like it's like a lot of female perspectives in the Disney Star Wars stuff which I think is so cool Absolutely. um because that's that was a really important element I think in de-nerdizing the whole thing was having like <laughs> was having like realistic female uh characters cuz like you obviously had Princess Leia in the originals but you also mm-hmm. had a lot of Twi'lek ladies dancing around <laughs> and you you know like you yeah. needed some like real women in the in there yeah
0: No totally and and um Force Awakens. So, like, kind of getting into it a, a little bit more. Of course, everybody's talked to death about how borrows a lot of its narrative from a new A New Hope. A lot of those mm-hmm. sort of plot points very similar, um, and I think that's fine because A New Hope, of course, is is Star Wars. It is. It is every everything about that movie is everything you need to get into Star Wars. And so they are like, well, we're about to bring a whole new generation of people. Like, I say people, not even just kids. Obviously, main focus on on children. Mm -hmm. But people, right? Like, I... um, When this movie came out, uh, my girlfriend at the time had never seen any of the Star Wars movies. And she asked, what do you want to do for your birthday? Which is in March, by the way. Force Awakens came out in December and it was still playing in March. (laughs) And I was like... I think I want to go see fucking Star Wars again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we did. And Force Awakens was her first Star Wars movie. And she loved it. And see, it was awesome. I think awesome. that Force <laughs> Awakens,
2: out of any Star Wars movie, I think that Force Awakens is the one that, like, today, like, mm-hmm. in 2020, you could show it to almost anyone and mm-hmm. they would be into Star Wars. Because it's a hell of a good romp. Are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) the original trilogy is amazing, of course, but I think that for so many people, the fact that it's older and it looks older Mm -hmm. is an immediate turnoff for people. Um, The prequels are, 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 are a bit convoluted. Uh, comparatively to the Force Awakens, like they get they get kind of complicated. There's a lot going on, mm-hmm. and uh, and also you know the people might not connect with the acting and stuff. Like a lot of people with the prequels, Force Awakens though I think is the perfect entry point into Star Wars, mm-hmm. and it is so lovable, and everybody in it is so lovable, and it's so exciting. And I like oh, exactly. I think I fucking challenge somebody to not like the Force Awakens at all. And a lot of people
0: yeah. did because it made two and a half billion dollars that's what it was that's what it had to do yeah <laughs> exactly man and so the fact that it's so similar to a new hope is like yeah because you want to capture that star wars magic right uh yeah. but you want to sprinkle in some new stuff too of course because we're trying to tell a whole different story uh, it's kind of
2: genius the way that it recycles elements in a way I, because yeah. like people are always like oh my god another death star or whatever sure there's another death star in it. but the, the way that the it it simplifies star wars down to these bare elements of like mm-hmm. you got a trio of characters it follows our trio of characters they have simple names they have simple personalities you get them they're going on an adventure one mm-hmm. of them is being called to this ancient thing this ancient jedi fucking thing and and like and and like the planets are simple there's only a couple of them uh, you know what I mean? like the And like the way that the action works, the way that the story flow, it keeps it very simple and pared down totally. in a way that, like the original trilogy does, where it doesn't get too bogged down in the details, just keeps you moving through this world in exciting ways. It's that brisk J.J.
0: I, yeah. Abrams pace, man. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Movie does yeah. not slow down. Also, Dan Mendel killing it on cinematography. My it's boy beautiful. from Amazing Spider-Man 2 knows how to shoot yes. a fucking movie. Um, I want to say real quick, also, uh, some pre stuff that marketing. F- marketing <laughs> Finn as the Jedi in that movie, and then you yeah. have that reveal the scene in the forest, Ray catches the lightsaber. <laughs> shit in the world dude it was the coolest shit in the world and i think a lot of people saw that that coming i mean ray is like clearly the focus when that poster came out everyone was like oh ray is the main character and this stuff with finn is a either a fake out or B, the main character just isn't a Jedi. And I thought that for a little while leading up to it, and I was super interested in that. But then they were like, nah, fuck it, Ray a Jedi and I was like, Okay, dope. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. sick. Uh, because yeah. Daisy Ridley is phenomenal and Ray is Daisy Ridley
2: is such a fucking great lady leading woman and Ray is such an awesome character. Totally. And just exactly the shot in the arm that Star Wars needed. Like she, mm-hmm. like you could just watch a million Star Wars adventures with Rey. She's endlessly just captivating. It's awesome. Hell yeah!
0: And you know who else is fantastic is a man by the name of Adam Driver, and he plays. Oh, have you heard of Kylo him? Ren? <laughs> um, oh my god! I love that the movie, which is interesting for JJ, the movie is kind of not super involved with who is Kylo Ren's parents, very quickly it's just kind yeah. of tossed out there that it's Han and Leia's kid, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. And then we can get into some more interesting stuff with the complex that is there between Han, Leia, Ben, and Luke, right? Because then that is brought up, and that's what you can kind of think about. Then, of course, that gets explored in the sequel, uh, oh, yeah. which we'll talk about in just real, a second. Real
2: quick, Kylo Ren is my favorite Star Wars character flat out, You know, in the entire Listen, series. man. That makes sense. He is he's a, like phenomenal
0: performance by Adam Driver. Uh, I think he's, he's got the best
2: performance in Star Wars. I think yeah. he's the most complicated character. I think he has the coolest iconography. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he's just he's my favorite. He's he's endlessly fun to watch. Absolutely,
0: and and fun is such a. It's interesting to use the word fun because a lot of the times he's like screaming and mad and I know. upset. <laughs> And then all the time, super quiet. Blow that piece of junk out of the sky! I fucking love that scene so much. (laughs) Me too. Um, (laughs) And uh, it's so interesting to see his character. I mean, the whole uh, trilogy does a sort of boomerang sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where we start with this like nostalgia fueled, just like action adventure romp, right? Then you have the Mm. Last Jedi, which of course is not that <laughs> no it isn't and then the rise of skywalker happened and it was like jj abrams is back doing more crazy action adventure shit yeah yeah crazy and so his character in force awakens god this episode's gonna be
2: so long there's so much to talk about nah, no no <laughs> we're gonna try and
0: breeze we're gonna try and breeze through it um this character in force awakens i love is like he starts off he's very angry right most yes. that's his sort of main trait JJ's not here to like get into the characters. He's kind of just here to
2: set it up and and move on, right? He's here to introduce you, the, you to them and and be like you like this person and you're like you're right. I <laughs> uh, damn it, I do.
0: <laughs> and Kylo Ren starts off as that sort of anger fueled he's like wrecking shit with his lightsaber constantly yeah. and th- it's interesting that that characterization of him just does not carry over to the other movies because that's just kind of like the starting point with him. Right. And that was already kind of, I, I think it's kind of, it kind
2: of gets smothered right at the start of last Jedi when, mm-hmm. when he's, he's like Snoke is like, you know, you're a little bitch. Yeah. yeah and, no, and exactly. Then, and and exactly. then he just fucking smashes his helmet and it's like, I feel like that's, that's that marks it. a big change for him where he Absolutely. becomes more self-assured. Yeah, for sure. And, uh,
0: So it's interesting to see him in this movie after having seen the other two, right? Mm Because you go back to this one, you're like, this dude is a child. Especially when he takes the mask off in Force Awakens. Something about the makeup. I have and a really interesting he's thing about so that. So young
2: looking. Go yeah, on. there was a guy I went to high school with whose name was also Ethan. Shout out to Ethan, you piece of shit. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit. He it was funny too, because I was in a lot of classes with him and our names are both Ethan. But he's this big blonde football player. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember after force awakens came out i remember hearing him in my biology class or whatever talking about force awakens and i heard him say specifically he's like kylo ren is so like cool and his helmet's so cool and shit but and his lightsaber's so cool but then he pulls the helmet off and he's got like like long hair and he looks like a bitch (laughs) i I thought that was so funny because it's like (laughs) Yeah, well, you're kind of supposed to have that reaction. Exactly, he's so yes. intense and scary, and then he pulls the helmet off, and he's just a boy. Like he's, he's just like like yes. he's a pretending boy. Um, and so I think Ethan, uh, while while your words were harsh, I think you got the point there. <laughs> like I think you, you had the yes, reaction you were supposed to. You just to. didn't
0: like it, I suppose. Which yeah, uh, yeah, You know, some folks didn't, I guess, but um, and that's fine. But yeah. it it just works so well with his whole like. Oh, I fucking love Darth Vader. Like Darth Vader fanboy like doesn't even isn't even grasping the full picture of everything, forgetting that his grandfather like totally usurped the fucking emperor's whole plan last minute and turned back to the light side. Come on, Ben. Come on, dude. Think about that shit. Hey, John Boyega and uh, Oscar Isaacs are also in this film, and they are so fucking good. That scene where Finn and Poe escape the Star Destroyer and the TIE Fighter.
1: Hey, what's your name? FN-2187. F-what? That's the only name they ever gave me. Well, I ain't using it. FN, huh? Finn, I'm gonna call you Finn, is that alright? Finn. Yeah. Finn, I like that I like that. I'm Poe, Poe Dameron. Good to meet you, Poe. Good to meet you too, Finn.
0: Immediately you're like, alright. Alright. This duo right here, fuck yeah, yeah. ride or die, Finn and Poe. Love it. Absolutely. We I can watch the prequels. them for
2: hours. We love the prequels, but if the prequels were missing something, it was a rogue Han Solo type. Mm. Uh, and and we get that immediately with him being like, so you talk first, I talk first. like oh. it, It's like, immediately, oh. it's like you get hooked in by a personality with this movie, and it's Poe. And mm-hmm. uh, he's mm-hmm. fucking awesome, and so is Finn, of course. Great great chemistry. Maybe they should have hooked up. I don't know. A lot of people want that. Sure. I would be all That'd for it. Cute. But most yeah.
0: importantly... I want to just see as much of them together as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, it's
2: crazy how Last Jedi just splits them right the fuck up. <laughs> I know, and that's
0: what it's so heartbreaking. Uh, but maybe the movie's got to do it. We'll talk about it in a second. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I love, like, the whole idea that the trilogy, I think, as a whole is trying to present, but Force Awakens in particular is like, yeah, the Force mm-hmm. it's calling to everybody, including... Dude, when... Finn is standing there at the beginning of the movie, and everyone's shooting all these villagers, and he just cannot do it. And he's got this red, s- uh, the the blood smear on his helmet. Something about that yeah. imagery is like that feels so iconic to me. And immediately, That's so simple like, and effective, yeah, exactly. It's immediately, you know, you know exactly this whole character's position. He's standing mm-hmm. there amidst this gunfire with blood on his helmet, and he, you can tell in his body language because John Boyega is fucking great. Uh, That he just is so unsure about everything not just the fact of should I kill these people but he's clearly questioning his entire life in this moment right and when he takes that helmet off what am I gonna
2: do now yeah exactly he takes that
0: helmet off and you just see it in his eyes he's like I got to fucking get out of here cuz this is yeah. this is fucked
2: up. <laughs> yeah. And it's And so that's what that honestly this movie does not get like the praise I think it should uh, in exactly what we just mentioned, which is that it does so many things, introduces so many new characters and immediately they're all iconic. Like Ray yeah. Finn and Kylo especially. It's like how the fuck does this movie introduce an entire new cast into the biggest franchise fucking ever other than Marvel, which is now the biggest franchise. And yeah. And and they're all immediately iconic and recognizable and and effective like that's that is bananas. It had a Herculean task and it fucking did it. And it's crazy. Yeah.
0: And I I wanted to say something along those same lines is that like J.J.'s direction and Rick Carter and Darren Guilford, they're the Mm -hmm. production designers on the movie that those that those three people and, and of course along with all the other countless folks that worked on the film that i'm sure had a yeah. lot of like, the, all the art teams and everything of course art teams are i think like no matter what i don't think there's a single star wars movie you can look at and say art team production design team did not absolutely kill it because every oh, yeah. single movie They're is, is so good looking. Yeah. but these these folks on force awakens in particular they like and so much of it comes from is derived from just like sort of JJ's aesthetic in general and you see yeah. it a lot in Star Trek of course beforehand but so much like they designed period just modern Star Wars like what what yeah. Star Wars looks like from 2015 on yeah. right like Star like it's it's got to it's obviously very very influenced by the original trilogy of course makes sense mm-hmm. it's a sequel to the original trilogy so that mm-hmm. tracks and the prequels are a prequel, so they can look totally different. And
2: they did. And it was that's awesome. a good, uh, that's a good little point, too. Is it was so exciting just to see what Star Wars looks like, uh, so many years after exactly. were, it's like, oh, I'm back in the world. What is mm-hmm. it like now? Mm-hmm. And that, that, yeah, that was so
0: cool. And so, like, those Star Destroyer designs, like, you know, you get into there, the first order, it's got like all that blue lighting and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so much of that is just, like, it's beyond the movies, right? It's you go to Galaxy's Edge, and that's what shit looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And you think mm-hmm. of all the stuff that they're kind of developing, and you kind of first, you go to that. Like, this movie <laughs> changed the way Star Wars looks right now,
2: right? Right. Because you look at J.J.'s Star Trek and like whatever you think about those movies, they look fucking incredible. And the Mm -hmm. characters are very well directed as well in just the same way that, that this movie is. But you look at like his first Star Trek and it's like it's very easy to see to track from that movie to this one. Like his visual uh, mm-hmm. style, but mm-hmm. then it's like his visual style mixed in with the original trilogy in such a magic way, where mm-hmm. it's like it's got the kind of handmadey, lived-in feeling of the original trilogy with that lighting that he fucking. Does. I don't even. It's like it's hard to, but there's like a quality you could easily point out which is the J.J. Abrams out of a lineup of movies. And I remember totally. a lot of people making lens flare jokes and whatever. There are some lens flares in this, but they're super effective, like when the Starkiller base laser's going by yeah, totally. um, Kylo and everything. Yeah, like, I think J.J.'s fucking I definitely phenomenal.
0: think, and, and J.J. has acknowledged this as well, that Star Trek was a uh, lens flare too far, probably, uh, because his I whole didn't idea... I don't know about
2: that. Like, people say that, but, like, the way that that movie looks, like is so it was so mind-blowing to me when i was younger not to mm-hmm. get too deep into star trek but just the way it looks is like these fuckers are in space like this looks like, like it it looks mm-hmm. like you're fucking in another world like and yeah. the lens flares are a huge part of that i think
0: the the quote that jj has is that he like the idea was just that it's the future and everything is just so bright in the future yeah. <laughs> and and in space I and stuff <laughs> yeah no i like those movies um but yeah, Force Awakens, super awesome, fun romp, introductory level stuff that got so many people on board, and I love that. It's it's a gift and a curse, of course. Um, you get a lot of folks that are being introduced to Star Wars, and they love it just like us, and it's awesome. And then yeah. you've got a lot of fucking idiots
2: <laughs> that are <laughs> I just shit non-stuff in the comments I understand like, there's section. not enough new stuff here as far as plot. I get mm. that, and I'm fine with that. But I just don't think that people like understood that like in the grand public eye, Star Wars became like a B movie series. Mm-hmm. Like the prequels put a, a bad taste in people's mouths. Like I like I love them, but like I I, I remembered hearing somebody say that about it. That Star, Star Wars became B movies kind of to people. And mm-hmm. like and like I can feel that, and so like this movie like needed to not only make every, you love all the new characters and everything, but like needed to make remind people what they like about Star Wars, mm-hmm. and, and like and it really it really does that I think.
0: <laughs> I agree, and and a hundred percent. Like if you feel like this movie doesn't do it enough uh, narratively or whatever, or if it isn't interesting enough, it's kind of service level. That's fine. Uh, what I was mostly getting at was... Then you must love The Last Jedi. You must (laughs) love The Last Jedi. We're gonna get to (laughs) it. What I was mostly talking about was you get a lot of fucking racist and sexist and shitty Uh, people. Because... they're bad. Exactly, right? The cheeser trailer opens with a black stormtrooper. uh, And it's fucking sweet. And then you get a bunch of people just being assholes in the comment section. That
2: was so weird. Like, was there ever any evidence that the stormtroopers were predominantly white? Was there any kind of...
0: I'm sure there's probably some people that were like, Tamar Morrison should be playing this role (laughs)
2: whatever the fuck. He's a clone
0: trooper or some
2: shit. What? It's not even canon.
0: (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. Now, people are fucking idiots, but it don't matter because, uh, well, they definitely trolled a couple of Star Wars stars off the internet. They definitely Jake lloyd Hayden Hayden Christian-ed a couple of people from this cast, and that fucking sucks. Um, There was a beautiful moment uh, at Star Wars Celebration um, at the Episode 9 panel where they introduced Kelly Marie Tran and the whole fucking arena. We're in Wintrust Arena in Chicago and the whole arena just uh, leapt to their feet and applauded. And it felt yes. so goddamn good <laughs> because yes, hell yeah, that poor woman has been through. She she got so much fucking. She's shit
2: adorable. She has she's a great screen presence. Come she's on, she's awesome. Talk and about.
0: we'll and we'll talk about Rose in one second. But first, I want to talk about Ethan. What's your favorite scene from The Force Awakens?
2: Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, I, I real fast. I just Force Awakens is so inspiring to me creatively, and I think that it's such a roadmap that people should look at when they're trying to establish like a world heavy fictional thing Mm because you look at like your jupiter ascendings and your oblivions and shit like that like these kind of bland (laughs) fucking Mm -hmm. but they're supposed to be grand space operas and whatever but i think force awakens is such a good roadmap of like it has like these three main characters with simple first names and it has like a villain who you immediately establish who he is and who he's connected to Mm -hmm. and it has like a, a huge uh, setting of like across several planets, but the planets are very simple and the plot is very simple. And like that's just like that's that's the roadmap to a successful blockbuster is totally. having so incredible it. things as the, the backdrop and mm-hmm. and and keep your characters like simple and effective like a fucking scalpel. Like it's just like bam hits you right in the heart. Bam hits you right in the I love this guy's personality. Uh, but anyway, uh yeah, no my favorite scene in Force Awakens, that's a fucking good question. I Oh man, come back to me. What do what do you think? Son of a
0: bitch. Ah, <laughs> ah, I mean, okay. I don't know. Fine. I'm not going to, I'm going to quickly list three <laughs> moments. I fucking love. <laughs> 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 it's so hard. I love so many. I yeah. really love when they show up on, I sorry, I'm a fake fan. I don't know the name of the planet that, uh, castle is on. um, Maybe I do. It's somewhere in the recesses of my mind. I'm gonna spend forever trying to think of it, but I'm not gonna to figure it out. Tokadana. Tokadana. Yes, thank you. I love when Rey is like she. They arrive. Uh, they get onto this planet, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Holy shit!" <laughs> she says that line.
1: I didn't know there was this much green in the whole galaxy.
0: Oh my god, I love that That's and that good. little that little look that Han kind of gives her. He's like. Man, poor kid, but also, mm-hmm. yeah, welcome. It's good to have you. Um, yeah. Good scene. And then, of course, Han Solo's death. Adam Driver and Harrison Ford are just so fucking good in that scene. And the way that they uh, parallel that in The Rise of Skywalker, we'll get to it, is so fucking good. But when yeah, I think, when yeah. Harrison Ford puts his hand on his son's face, literally, like, he already knows he's dead. The lightsaber's in his chest. He knows his son just mm-hmm. murked him. And yet mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, one last little, like, son, I love you. Yeah. And he's yeah. out. Oh, my God. Is that yeah. good? Yeah. Uh, And then, I I I mean, there was something super, 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 I don't know what else to say. Magical feels like the perfect word for it. When Ray catches that lightsaber, the theater fucking exploded, dude. (laughs) It was awesome because she catches it. Daisy really is giving a phenomenal little super nuanced like look on her face of just like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> and yeah. Kylo Ren, Adam Driver, is like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they have a dope
2: lightsaber fight and it's so fucking good. When and you said so you had three scenes, the two of what you just pointed out popped into my head. Yeah, of course, Ray mm-hmm. Cash and the Saber and Han's death is so brilliant. Like the performance from those two actors is so good, and I Kylo, I'm talking about how much I love to watch Kylo. His thank you to Han at these thank you, like it's uh, like fucking so good and nuanced and uh, just like fucking so movie much magic. Packed into so much packed magic into it. That's a magic performance, yeah, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. so that's a brilliant. Mo- so aside from those two uh my favorite is probably uh the scene that introduces han where hmm. the two uh the, the two people that he fucking owes money come in i spent that money kanja club wants that investment back too i never made a deal with kanja club tell that to kanja club tasu leech Good to see you. Because oh, um, so like I that that scene is so like epitomal Han Solo and he and I cannot believe how good Harrison Ford is in that movie because mm-hmm. he was fucking phoning stuff in for a while and he fucking brought it. I don't know if it was the dump truck of money they 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 delivered him <laughs> or what, but he's fucking Han Solo again and him like being like. <laughs> uh, just like he's like looking back and forth to the two groups of guys on the other side of the bridge, and then he fucking lets the Raptors loose on him. That's what so was good. the second so much time. More. Yeah, <laughs> what was the second line. time? Larry Caston's yeah, in
0: here helping out with the script. That's so fucking yeah. good.
2: Um, it's really good. That that scene feels so much like oh, we're back in the Star Wars universe after mm-hmm. so many decades. Okay, um, so but yeah, also, all those magic moments.
0: But also, this scene where we meet Leia again and her and Han have their little moment together. God damn it. And she's so like, good. New Jack. See, 3PO ruins it. <laughs> Fucking 3PO. Classic 3PO. <laughs> she's like, New Jack And he's like, No, so, no the same, same jacket. jacket. New, change your hair. And then in the last Jedi, Leia's like, "I know what you're gonna say. I changed my hair.
2: That's so good. Oh fuck.
0: Hey, speaking of, let's talk about Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, directed by Ryan Johnson, aka maybe for a the long best time ever.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the longest for the longest time, Force Awakens was my favorite Star Wars movie. Maybe that's a hot take, but in a recent rewatch, I I rearranged my list to where The Last Jedi is right on top. I for me, The Last Jedi is the best written Star Wars movie and probably the best looking too. So all around just, <laughs> it's, it's the king What's that cinematographer's name? Steve Yeldon? Something, Something like, like that.
0: that. I'm going to double check just because I don't want to. I think this movie dude.
2: does the most interesting things with Star Wars mythos. Out because of all of the movies. I,
0: I think so. And we've kind of talked about this um, a little bit on one of the billion podcasts that we do. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, wait one sec, Yes, Steve Yedlin. Um mm-hmm. so good. Um when I first I was kind of in that camp when I first saw The Last Jedi. I mean, I was having a bad day the day I saw The Last Jedi. Yeah. right. <laughs> and so and I was in the front row when I saw it. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> front row of an IMAX screen. So it's massive, and I'm just like, uh <laughs> But uh, I was, I came out of Last Jedi and was like, because I felt so, you're coming off of Force Awakens, this nonstop action blockbuster of a movie, right? And you go, mm-hmm. you spend years thinking about episode eight, bad move right there. Just see the movie when you see the movie. Um, and it's episode eight, right? Yeah. It's the same sort of uh, way that it, in the way that um, Empire is a sort of antithesis to a new hope in the way that a new hope is all about these heroes coming out of nowhere and fucking blowing up the biggest thing in the galaxy, the biggest threat in the galaxy Mm -hmm. in like a couple of days. And they're on top and they have a great, awesome celebration at the end. And it's beautiful. And there's no, there's no really scary things. Ben Kenobi dies, but like, you know, he's still with Luke in the afterlife through the force, whatever. It's fine. He's
2: more powerful than you could even imagine.
0: Yes. Uh, and then an Empire, it's like, uh, okay, so none of that matters because the Empire is still <laughs> here, and they're still fucking yeah. shit up. And also, um, everybody's in trouble. Han Solo gets frozen in carbonite. Darth Vader's Luke's yeah. dad, and everything's fucked at the end of the movie. Yes.
2: <laughs> and so... In that same sort of sense. And by the and way, if you're interested in the aftermath of that shit, check out Charles Soule's Star Wars comic hey. that's going on right now. Our Hell buddy yeah. Charles Soule is fucking killing it with a post Empire comic book series. So anyway, good. continue. So good. Um, very, very
0: excited for Light of the Jedi. I'm upset that it got, it had damn. to get pushed to uh, January. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, ease it, ease. it is what it is. It is what it is. Last Jedi. Being the antithesis to Force Awakens, not just in the fact that it takes a lot of the mystery boxes that J.J. sets up and says, they don't matter, or, or your, your answers to these things, they don't matter, Snoke does not matter. And, and it slows
2: everything, right? Exactly.
0: So not only is it in a narrative sense, but in an actual filmmaking sense, it is yep. the exact opposite of Force Awakens. Yeah. There's, no, there's not as many like you know quick snap zooms and fucking flying yeah. around everywhere. The camera, a lot of the times, is like locked, and the movie yeah. is slow and methodical, yeah. and people are taking the time to breathe and talk. And not to say that Force Awakens is at fault for not doing those things. And obviously, Last Jedi is not for doing them. Uh, And so for a while, I didn't know what it. uh, I couldn't really figure out why it was that I didn't like Last Jedi, because I remember thinking, I love all this stuff. And that's a lot of stuff. (laughs) But I don't like these elements of it. And for a while, it was because I sat here thinking, because this just doesn't flow with the other stuff, the Luke, Ray, Kylo stuff, I always adored that. Mm-hmm. And then the other stuff, I was like, it doesn't feel like, it feels like it's kind of drawing attention away from it. And then... After literally, like, because I kept coming back to this movie. I would just keep putting it on. And all my friends were like, why are you doing this? Don't you not like this movie? And I was (laughs) like, no, but there's something here. Why? Like, I'm drawn to it. Uh, It has, where Force Awakens has a rewatch ability because it's so fun and fast paced. And you could sit down anytime and watch it. Last Jedi, for me... Was like I kept coming back to it because it just kept giving me shit to think about <laughs> in yeah, terms totally, of Star Wars. Totally, and yeah. it took me a couple of years to realize that that's what I, that's the experience I was getting out of the movie, right? Um,
2: and so, there's instead, not a lot to think about with Force Awakens. There's just a great experience exactly, to be had. It's just a but fun last time. Jedi makes you makes you ask yourself a lot of questions it's, about Star Wars. Exactly.
0: So that bit right there, what you just said about Star Wars, the way that this mm-hmm. movie is sort of a Metatextual sort of thing about it is. what it is itself, Star Wars. And that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> that's nuts. Um, talking of uh, a lot about like d- d- what is important in Star Wars, who can be involved in Star Wars, and that's exactly what I'm getting at. With like, I used to be like, can'to bite. Feel like this doesn't really fit, and it's kind of is jarring to the pacing of the movie. And maybe mm-hmm. I still have some qualms with the pacing of it. Um mm-hmm. uh, maybe some of the tonal elements of it all. Mm-hmm. But then I stopped to think about like, all right, well, what are they talking? they're talking about like child slavery and animal abuse and war profiteering in a Star Wars movie and yeah, capitalism right. being the worst. And I was like, the movie's oh, like, what
2: is the what is the force, and does it should it be a, like this dual thing? Are the Jedi any fucking good at the, what they did ever? Exactly. Uh, are, are the exactly. Empire or the Rebellion good or evil? Are there <laughs> exactly? Are, like, and yeah, are so, any of these characters actually after what it seemed like they were in the first one? And if they got those things, would they even be satisfied? Like, oh it just exactly. keeps going and, and Canto going. Canto
0: Bite is so crucial to a yeah, lot of yeah. those sort of points. Narratively, yeah. you, I, I can understand my own, my previous thoughts and other people's opinions that maybe it doesn't fit. But thematically, it took me a little bit to fucking get there. But I'm like, OK, but wait, this is like fucking perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and that whole idea of taking all those things and saying Snoke c- gives a shit. He's dead. Doesn't matter. Race, parents. They're nobody. Doesn't matter. Uh, it's brilliant Everything that
2: happens in that, fuck, either on on Luke's island mm-hmm. or on uh, or in Snoke's throne room are the most brilliant shit that's ever been in Star Wars. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I, like, a lot of people immediately... I, I think the biggest
0: complaint I hear about The Last Jedi is Luke. People saying that they fucked up mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker and everything. And from the jump, I've loved what they did with Luke. What oh, Ryan yeah. does with Luke in that movie is genius because yeah, the first thing I thought when I walked out of force awakens is okay. And then Luke gets the lightsaber and he's like, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, and then I was like, or what if Luke was like not into it? And then I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I guess I don't know where that movie goes from there. And then the movie was happening in front of my eyes and that was what happened. And I was like, all right, shit, let's see where this movie yeah. goes.
2: <laughs> what Ryan does is like really is genius, but it's also brutal. And I think mm-hmm. that like I think that he probably maybe not to the fucking extent that it was, but I'm sure he anticipated people to react strongly mm-hmm. to it because Luke Skywalker's the epitomal fucking cinematic hero. Mm-hmm. And then he just tears him down in front of you and he makes him drink exactly. fucking titty alien milk, sadly, as but. an old man. And he's just like, look at this, dude. This is your fucking hero. And, and, but then makes him fucking rise from that. And exactly. that's fucking genius. Exactly. Being kind of like
0: you got to let go uh, talking to star Wars fans through Luke. Right. It's like, you have to let go of those things, those attachments you have, like you can love them, of course. And that's what the whole end of the movie is about is like, is, is reveling in all that goodness that is Luke and heroics and all that. But the rest of the movie is all about, but let's think about this shit for a minute. Let's be human. There are emotions, which is here. what the
2: eighth movie in a series gets to do. Is mm-hmm. gets to mm-hmm. like break it down and be like, but hold on, like let's fucking talk. And yeah. the movie slows down to just have conversations, like you were saying a minute ago, like the one between Ray and Kylo, where he's famously swole with his shirt off. Mm. It's just this conversation. It just goes quiet, and they just mm-hmm. talk for a minute. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking that's that epitomizes the movie. Is like le- like delving deeper into these characters. Ryan um, these characters that were once archetypes Luke was just an archetype in the mm-hmm. original trilogy mm-hmm. and now he's like a man who has exactly. failed and has to exactly. deal with his failure
0: and of course as you let's scene where Yoda pretty much like lays it out for the audience mm-hmm. in case you're not keeping track Yoda just that's lays out he's like scene. failure dude that's what all of Star Wars is about is people dropping the fucking ball <laughs> like <Yes>. Obi-Wan <laughs> with Anakin <laughs> you whoops Darth Vader's failing his own son for the, Jedi the Council bulk fucking of three sucked. movies. The Jedi Council sucks. Yoda is like, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm sorry. I probably <laughs> dropped the ball a couple times, too. Yeah. And now Lucas just repeat, because that's what life is, is the repeating of these processes that happen, mm-hmm. and you learn, and you grow. Especially in Star ex-
2: Wars. It's like poetry. It rhymes. It rhymes. I love George Lucas. <laughs> Me, um, too. I
0: miss him. And... Uh, but what I love Ryan's direction of the, the force FaceTime scenes that simple, mm-hmm. like no like effect or anything, just simple, mm-hmm. like as if they're in the same rooms, like shot, reverse shot stuff. It, it is, it
2: feels like in the original trilogy when they would connect, like when Luke and Leia connect at mm-hmm. the end of Empire. Well, but it's yeah, like less he, dated looking, it's just perfectly, like perfectly jarring.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Ryan, you can tell is a huge star Wars fan in a totally different way than JJ is. I think because JJ, I think loves all those like sort of, I I don't want to say like visual sort of like iconic stuff about star Wars. He loves, like you love seeing a good space battle. You love seeing a good lightsaber battle. And those are sort of tied into the narrative and thematics as well. But I think Ryan's in love with like the filmmaking parts of star Wars a lot more. Yeah, and and the and the thematics and the story of Star Wars a bit more. Um, I I guess I shouldn't say more. Obviously, I don't know either of these people, but uh, right. from what it I can that. kind That's of what glean you can from their work. from the yeah. movie, like when you were just saying, it feels like Empire, and then but earlier in the movie they do the exact like very quick dissolve transition over right, Kylo's right. face to Leia's yeah. face. Yeah, 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 and using that as a like is a visual motif that at one point was just like it just happened in 1980 and empire strikes back and it yeah. was just like a thing but now when you put it in this context it's like oh so this is like a a thing where we can see a connection between these family members through mm-hmm. the force right Oh my fucking god that's so good.
2: I it's it sucks that we're doing all three of these in one episode cuz I could talk I about the last Jedi forever. <laughs> Fuck it. Maybe we will. Maybe we
0: will. Yeah. At one point yeah. down the line. Uh I wanted to get some Star Wars talk out there cuz it just There just isn't a
2: lightsaber battle in this movie and that's fucking Nobody, awesome. No, like
0: no lightsabers touch except for in the flashback. Uh Yeah, right. And um that is dope. <laughs> that, that is, is dope. crazy to think about and also perfect. Because Ryan is so concerned, I think, with every time I say Ryan, I immediately also am I'm also thinking about Ryan Stegman. <laughs> Ryan <laughs> with an eye. Ryan with an eye. Um But that idea that the Jedi are protectors only. They mm-hmm. they act only in defense, right? Uh and so the fact that there's no actual like violence that comes from a a, a Jedi, quote unquote, in this movie is like you're in some deep lore shit, man. That's so good. Yeah, that is like you're <laughs> tracking that back to Qui-Gon Jinn in Phantom Menace, saying like, "I can protect you. I can't fight a war for you." Um, yeah. And then slam cut to him fighting Darth Maul, and it's the coolest shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Qui-Gon Jinn might be my favorite Star Wars character. We'll we'll talk about that another yeah, time. Yeah, what the though. fuck, We'll man. talk about That's that crazy. for the prequels episode, maybe. Um, I love him. But the Last Jedi is fucking incredible like you said beautiful beautiful movie and that was another thing too is that I was so caught up with the nitpicks of what I wasn't clicking with with the movie that I was Mm -hmm. failing to consider all the other elements of the movie and so I remember one night you were like that movie's beautiful and I was like it is isn't it?" (laughs) it and then I put it on and
2: I was like Oh
0: my fucking god it is. If <laughs> Why anybody wasn't I hasn't gotten this? to watch this
2: movie in fucking 4K HDR, if you know anybody with a TV that'll do that, fucking go fucking do cuz this movie looks stupid good it looks so fucking good there's such a something about the lightsabers look fucking incredible mm. whenever anybody does pull mm. out a lightsaber force awakens is, and that's classic
0: sort of dan Mendel look jj look mm-hmm. super saturated the colors are popping yeah. it's got that pop film sort of look it is yeah. glossy it feels like that hollywood blockbuster sort of stuff Mm-hmm. Last Jedi has such an emphasis on like very neutral tones and oh, yeah. almost desaturated color palette, except for oof that red. Oh, yeah, when it pops, damn. it pops, baby. Yeah, it's so good in this movie. Uh, all the stuff on crate, which like we were talking about a bit earlier, the movie is all about just tear it all fucking down. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Star the Wars, fucking throne room is burning. Exactly the curtains of the theatrical yes. scene yes. that has just taken place. And then you get to crate and crate is basically all about. Nah, but how about, but here's all. Yeah. here is star Wars. Here it is. I did, no, I
2: guess people checked out during that bit. Cause they're like, what do you mean? Boo star Wars. What exactly, the fuck? Yeah. Like they got, but it's they like got the third two hours. Act is like, the here's movie. your fucking Luke bitch. Like, it's like, exactly. <laughs> it's like, and,
0: Literally, they, he sets it up perfectly. He's like, what, you think I'm going to go fucking face down a bunch of fucking AT-AT walkers <laughs> with a laser sword? And fans are like, it's called a fucking lightsaber, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> they're like, Jesus Christ, Luke Skywalker doesn't even know the word lightsaber? They fucked this up. And, yeah. then, and then at the end of the movie, Ryan's like, remember that thing that Luke was like, fuck that? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. but that would be cool. Well, here it is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It is is. is cool. (laughs) Luke Skywalker still like the Luke that you pictured and loved from before you even saw this movie still shows up at the end of this movie. That's the
2: awesome part of it. And It's worth saying that this is by far the best Mark Hamill performance in any Star Wars movie oh. like he gets to fucking flex finally and like oh my god and like it's crazy too like cause like he is you know he's good in the original trilogy but he's very young mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, and he clearly like hadn't done a lot of cr- like you know depthy acting like he gets to do in this one but then he like went away and just didn't even do live action much over the la- past several decades mm-hmm. and he was doing a lot of voice work and shit and he was just fucking turning into this final form Mark Hamill where he comes oh. back and just fucking rocks the house it's crazy and
0: especially when you know that he was kind of in that camp of not loving the the direction ryan was taking it yeah but he still gave it what a fucking professional yeah hell yeah there's a bunch of stuff in that uh the director in the jedi doc um check it out super good um there's a couple of takes that they did not use of mark and, he, dude, is just breaking down, like, sobbing. And I was just like, oh, my fucking God, that's so If good. you guys haven't seen
2: the, 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 the all three of these movies did a de- in-depth, multi-hour documentary of the making of the movie. And those were the biggest deal in the world to me as a kid. Like, with mm-hmm. the Raimi Spider-Man movies and the Star Wars docs, I would watch them over and over maybe even more than the movies sometimes like Mm -hmm. and like and i'm so fucking like thankful that we got those for these three movies because that's a dying art form i feel um so i like special features
0: period is a dying art form. the prequels it's always just featurettes
2: if you get anything i know Uh, the prequels
0: are packed with special features and i watched all of them endlessly Um, they're
2: beautiful yeah Uh, so really grateful for those and definitely check them out if you haven't seen them director and the Jedi especially is really uh, yeah well I don't know I love that one but force awakens is really brilliant to watch because you're just watching them figure out how we do star wars again and and it's and it's really incredible Mm -hmm. um Talk about
0: the way this movie takes the idea of Kylo Ren that JJ sets up in seven and then says, all right, let's, but let's figure this dude out and, and his connection and Ray too. And their sort of whole dynamic because you feel it in force awakens, but it's crazy to think that like when we just had episode seven, we were like, ah, all right. Yeah. Ray and Kylo Ren, they're going to be the hero and villain of this. And Then there were some people that were like, "There's, but there's like something between them, right? And I was like, yeah, I guess, yeah, you can kind of feel that in that interrogation scene. And Ryan's like, oh, you're going to fucking feel it. (laughs) You (laughs) you are going to feel it. These two are going to click. And it is so goddamn good because, of course, Ray, if we want to get into some... uh, Lore here, Ethan. Of course, they got to bring in all the Jedi's as babies during the prequel era and stuff because that's, that's the way they can like condition them to like love all the Jedi shit and think that they be emotionless t- robots. Be emotionless robots, it's bad and you shouldn't do that. The Jedi
2: kind of suck
0: <laughs> from my point of view. The Jedi are evil, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Obi Wan goes, mm hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> they're just on fucking Mustafar and he's like ah you're right I'm sorry man yeah. I'm sorry I fucked this up let's stop fighting but your wife but is hey, still dead.
2: failure is the greatest teacher so we're cool he did my words not
1: did you pass on what you have learned strength mastery hmm. but weakness folly failure also yes failure most of all the greatest teacher, failure is. Luke, we are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters.
0: The greatest teacher failure is Yoda says in this movie, and mm-hmm. also they got a real puppet for Yoda, and it's so fucking good. It's so um, fucking good. <laughs> but Ray and Kylo Ren in this movie, they're so mm, sexy. They're, they're so. they have off, so much tension. They're so sexy. That scene yeah. where they touch hands and they're both just like, uh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, know, real quick. On the lore, the lore side, of course, Ray who is, you know, whatever, late teens, early 20s, whatever they want to say, Rey's ages in these movies. Either way, she's much older than any other fucking little kid they brought in to be a Jedi oh, yeah. during the time mm-hmm. of the Council. So, of course, she would be like, wait a minute, this feels kind of fucked up. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if and. I'm into this, uh, because that's why Anakin kind of rebels a little bit, because he's a little child. Bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. And and Obi-Wan, that's, it's canon now that Obi-Wan was a bit older than some of the other kids, and oh, that's yeah, why right. he's kind of like, eh... Uh, but, um, but Ray, of course, it makes total sense that she would be like, I don't know. And Ben Solo's like, yeah, yeah. no, of course not. Are you kidding me? Here's, here's all my thoughts on this shit. Isn't it kind of fucked my up? Dad
2: was hun- my dad was Han Solo. I fucking <laughs> question everything.
0: Exactly. And so their force connection stuff, when she's sitting there like soaked, after her experience in the cave, and yes. that experience is so yes. unfulfilling and does not do anything for her. Whereas with, like, Luke and Empire, it's like, it kind of stirs him up. He's like, what the fuck does this mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of scary. With Ray, mm-hmm. it was literally like she goes in there looking for answers, and like she says, she finds nothing.
1: I thought I'd find answers here. I was wrong. I'd never felt so alone. You're not alone.
0: Neither are you. And that's what's scary to ray it's a much more personal right. sort of sort of thing
2: everybody gets stripped down mm-hmm. in in a personal sense and on a grand sense like ray reaches her fucking lowest of the low point mm-hmm. where she is just lost and is the same and fucking luke is fucking hopeless and, and mm-hmm. like the movie reaches that fucking cinematic low point point. and then when we get to crate it's like the grand low point of the it feels Absolutely hopeless. Like this movie strips everything down mm-hmm. to just nothing, so that it can build itself back up, which is really amazing.
0: Yeah. When Leia's standing there, there's that beautiful mm-hmm. moment where Leia's standing there. They just have like the silence and the wind whistling, and she's got that great fucking costume on. Yeah. The, like, like we're gonna lose. Wow. She's like, all right, they're here. Close the doors. Let's get ready to fucking die. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So good. But and and of course. Uh, I'm certainly not the first one. I'm probably it's probably right directly from Ryan Johnson's mouth. But that whole design of crate looking like a fucking Ugh. open bleeding wound, and then Ugh. it's of course not snow. It's salt, just salt in the yeah. wound. That's what the whole movie is, right? It's just constantly yeah, it really like is. It really is. like, whoa, you want that? You want Luke to be a cool hero? Boom, fuck you. Oh, how about maybe I don't know, maybe a little more salt in there. Maybe Luke tried to kill his nephew. I don't know. Maybe Luke's a piece of shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so good so good uh, um, also though if you don't get why Luke ignited his lightsaber for a second and then put it away you're a fucking idiot like you would too you asshole like, like I don't <laughs> know he you look at him was, and you see him was, fucking killing everybody Luke gives this shit about like what the fuck it was a single
0: moment right like he yeah. was just like it was like a flash. He just saw everything that Ben was about to fucking do. and he was like he uh, saw the
2: Empire again. he exactly. saw slavery over the galaxy again he and he was like, no he's
0: like, um <laughs> should I fucking and then and that's why it's so fucking traumatic, dude, it's so ah oh, the movie's so fucking good. uh <laughs> I you're right, we are gonna sit here and fucking talk about it forever. Rose, I do. Cody, one of, the, well, one of the, real
2: fast. One of the biggest points that I wanted to bring up was that when, because obviously we all know the throne room scene of Kylo kills Snoke, and then the lightsaber goes into Rey's hand, and they go back to back, and fucking mm. everything stops for a second, and then mm-hmm. the coolest fight you've ever seen happens. <laughs> that's obviously incredible but the experience of that like i had a, I, it sucks that you had a bad experience the first time you saw it because i had a mm-hmm. really great one i went with my fiance's family really beautiful theater we had great seats and 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 then when that happened in fucking imax and they go back to back that was the most ins- one of the, that was one of the most surreal movie experiences i've ever had because mm-hmm. i never expected that never expected where this movie was going. And and it and this movie is so big and everyone in the world is seeing it. And so when that happens and they go back to back, it felt like the universe shifted. Like it felt mm-hmm. like, that felt like such a massive, important moment that in such an insane way that like there was a similar feeling on Crate of when it felt so hopeless. I was so immersed in it and it felt like, it just felt like the, it felt like I was in that universe and just things were 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 permanently changing in massive way like this movie feels so personal and then it also makes you feel like you can just feel the power in this universe shift and change and like the narrative uh twists you just feel them in your fucking soul man it's crazy like it's it's yeah
0: Ah, ah it is and i recently have been thinking about uh, like this week leading up to the episode and i was thinking about it i was thinking a lot about how i really did fuck myself in that first viewing because yeah. i i remember like still thinking that that was dope right i was like mm-hmm. okay fuck yeah. yeah that is exactly where i wanted that to go um mm-hmm. but also that's like two hours into the movie and i was already having yeah. a not super great time um yeah.
2: I'm getting sweaty thinking about The Last Jedi. What the Oof, fuck?
0: Dude, me too, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> Calamity Callum- <laughs> Tran as Rose. Fucking great. She's got so really much little, like, spunk and charm. Yes. And I love her hair. I love the I like that moment where uh, DJ uh, tries to, like, push it down, or Finn, I can't remember, tries to, like, push it down in the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Imperial disguise, and it just keeps kind of flipping back up. Love the little, yes. ch- that charm. That's so good. Um, and also, of course, Laura Dern is a phenomenal p- performer. Oof period, and the fact that she's in yes. a Star Wars movie, and she gets to do the super badass fucking flying shit shit. One of the coolest Star oh, Wars things, mm-hmm. yeah. Oof. Oof. That was so good. Also, the Homer coolest thing said, she
2: could have done without being a Jedi,
0: like... <laughs> I remember thinking, wow, audiences, we gotta fucking... Come on, guys. Uh... When AMC, the movie theater, kept putting out signs, I was like, hey, just so you know, there's a bit in The Last Jedi where all the sound cuts out. That's on purpose. (laughs) It's on purpose. So don't worry about it because people like that was another surreal. Like my stomach dropped in that. But that was crazy. And because like the the visual of that was so well done. And then the fucking yeah, the sound design on that moment is perfect, perfect. I love it. Uh, and especially like force awakens and last jedi as much as people like to like pit them against each other because last jedi obviously disregards so much i don't th- i don't think it does i think it's the perfect, i think they like, complement each other combo yeah, yeah exactly. no, they go together so perfectly to form this one really cohesive
2: story because that's the first time we've had it's peanut butter and jelly they're like opposites like yeah, but you it, put them next to each other and it's amazing
0: and especially because that's the first time we haven't had that time skip in between movies. The fact that yeah. this is all, like, it's almost one event, pretty much, right? Like, these char- yeah. this is all happening to these characters in the span of, like, a week or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. These two mm-hmm. movies. And so, they feel so... Com- like they complete each other perfectly and episode eight ends and it's almost like just the end like that was it yeah. right there almost is no it episode is. nine especially that tag with broom boy being so optimistic and hopeful and all about democratizing the force and we're all yeah. connected we're all involved and that's just the note to end on is that there's a lot of this Luke skywalkers like, like out there, exactly like, gotta like be in Ray a temple. Their whole story continues. Sure. And the fight with the first order continues, but it's always going to continue. What matters most is that there's always some other kid out there. The next Johnson was like,
2: I get to make one star Wars movie and I'm going to make the star. Wars. I'm going to put all mm, my fucking
0: ideas (laughs) in this movie. And he did because it's 50 minutes. And, uh, sometimes you feel it. Sometimes you feel it. If you're tired, if you're a little sleepy, don't pop last Jedi on man, you're going to (laughs) fall asleep. And
2: that's not a bad thing at all. um, Couple other little things I love when Rey is talking about what she can feel in the Force. That's such a beautiful description of the Force mm, when she's the it's editing, showing the death, decay, the, the, the Yeah, is it's really good too. Amazing. And also, of course, Luke Skywalker's moment of standing up to the First Order. That score bit is probably my favorite score bit from Star Wars. It's that so is, fucking uh, good. That's actually this week's musical. John Williams. Oh my god Um, damn.
0: So fucking good. Okay, real (laughs) quick. Real quick. We spent forever talking about episode eight. God damn it. I knew we were gonna. Alright, this is gonna be a long one. Okay. Favorite scene from Star Wars The Last Jedi.
2: It's got it's gotta be the Well, fuck! I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, You thought.
0: You thought. Um I think it has to be. It has to be Kylo Ren pleading to Rey to join him. That whole reveal
2: again. He's like, "Please." Exactly like weakly.
0: Exactly like he's so he holds out his hand and she's like so conflicted, clearly. And he sees that and he's immediately like, "Man, please."
1: We can rule together and bring a new order to
0: the galaxy. Don't do this, Ben. Please don't go
1: this way. No, no, you're still holding on. Let go. Do you want to know the truth about your parents? Or have you always known? And you just hidden it away. You know the truth. Say it. Say it. They were nobody. They were filthy junk traders who sold you off for drinking money. The dead. In a pauper's grave in the Jakku Desert. You have no place in my story. You come from nothing. You're nothing. But not to me. Join me.
2: And that's where you see how exactly. strong that connection is, is that mm-hmm. he doesn't mm-hmm. need her. He is the ruler of the galaxy now. Mm-hmm. He is the new emperor, mm-hmm. but he wants her by his side. And so he's, he's very weakly. He's just like please, like, please be with me in this. Um, and because above it, all, and like, he,
0: yeah, sure, he wants, to, like, he wants to end the Jedi and let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Above all, he wants to be connected and be with They come to understand
2: Rey. each other in this movie in such mm-hmm. an amazing mm-hmm. way. Um, when she calls yeah, him
0: Ben instead of Kylo or anything like that. Also, Rey's Jedi robes, her whole look in the third act of this movie is so fucking good, and I really oh, yeah. missed it in The Rise of Skywalker. I like her look in Rise of Skywalker, but man, oh man, do I love her look at the end of Last Jedi. It is so good. Yeah. The gray I, tones favorite... are perfect.
2: Oh, yeah. My favorite moment's either got to be like that lead up to Luke's m- moment of walking out onto the battlefield where he like <sighs> he, he, he talks to Leia and then he gives that wink to 3PO and that music starts to build as he steps out of the hole in the wall that or the, the build to the Kylo and Rey moment in the throne room because like when it, the, the lightsaber flies into her hand and as soon as she grips it it's like oh. and, and they're just looking at each other like what the fuck like, What's going like on yeah that it's got it Th- those two are just the greatest fucking moments in movies. They're so good. Ryan
0: Ryan going as far as to, like, strip down expectations or, like, to f- sort of, uh, I-, I don't want to say flatten your experience. That feels kind of weird to say, but, like, going as far as to, like, not even keep... Snoke being killed by Kylo like a reveal in any sort of sense because as soon as he mm-hmm. starts that monologue we see the lightsaber starting to spin and Kylo doing it and so mm-hmm. immediately it's not even like a uh we cut around and we don't see him twisting the lightsaber or anything like that and then we cut right. out and see that he's he's done that immediately we know exactly where that shit's going right and right. so Ryan's like hmm. Mm -hmm. Like
2: reveals period out the fucking window who gives a shit. Uh, it's about the ramifications. Cause like you see the lightsaber turning and you're like, wait, what does that mean? Where does that Mm -hmm. go? What are they Mm -hmm. fucking? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's great. Like he's, he's just a genius storyteller. Like the, the last Jedi is genius storytelling the way that he so in such depth, just plays with every reaction you could have to every, like it's so Mm -hmm. finely crafted. Uh, it's amazing. Also, Definitely. people that are disappointed by Luke, I don't understand how him projecting himself across the galaxy is not the coolest and, and most powerful fucking thing any Jedi's ever done.
0: Exactly. Plus, Luke is super smart. He was training a whole another generation of Jedi. Yeah. There's no way he went into that not knowing that he was done after that. Like yeah. he knows he's sacrificing himself in that moment to save the rebellion. He's like, all right last-ditch effort. I ain't gonna lift my X-Wing out of the water. You'll get it in Episode 9. You get your fan service. It's gonna be dope. Yeah. But this movie, I'm gonna go out by force-projecting an image of myself for several minutes across the entire galaxy. Maybe even do a couple of six spins with my lightsaber. Because um, there is
2: no way to survive that situation. Kylo would have gunned him down. But the, no, of but course. So, so he does the craziest thing any Jedi's ever done mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. to fucking... like. Kylo's so distracted by his fucking ego of wanting to kill Luke that when he realizes Luke isn't there and then looks up and the resistance is fucking gone he's like uh. oh my god like and Luke just throws up his hands he's like fucking see, see you around kid you and see? it's like that is the most badass thing he could have done that's incredible totally. <laughs> like did totally. you want him doing flips I don't need him doing flips he fucking did it he saved everyone and
0: also he did do a couple of six things already flip. <laughs> he, did. he did that
2: dude Kylo swung his lightsaber and he
0: like bent down and it like it looks ooh, so cool. skims his hair yeah. so fucking good dude um uh when they're playing luke and leia over like the luke and leia <sighs> track over the luke and leia scene it gives her that kiss on the forehead dude
2: jesus devastating Christ. and then they and have then the fades space away dice. looking at the twin sons oh dude he's got the
0: space dice and he's like that's like their little way that the trio gets to be reunited and it's mm-hmm. fucking tragic like you mm-hmm. don't get you don't get them together that's the closest you get is them being like, R.I.P. Han, he will be missed. Uh, yeah. This one's definitely my favorite of the three um, for the sequel trilogy.
2: Oh, yeah. And uh, it's my I think
0: favorite out of all of them. Yeah. That checks out. Man, I don't really want to get into rankings, I don't think, unless you think we should. Uh, it's top three for sure, no matter, no matter what way I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely top three, without a doubt. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. We, right. we, we you know we could we could have gotten into Ray's parents being nobody, but I think that's a talking point for the next one. That's like <laughs> so. I it's
0: kind of per, again like Force Awakens and Last Jedi form one like super complete yeah. thing, right? Um, and that and I mean the whole trilogy I think is about identity. Of course, uh, Kylo Ren is he has the identity, right? He's the kid. He's the grandson of Darth Vader, Han and Leia's yeah. kid. He's got. The identity, right? Ray yeah. and Finn, who the fuck are they? They don't even know, dude. Yeah, they do not know who they are, and so their whole quest is to try and figure that out. And by the end of Last Jedi, uh, unfortunately, we don't get too much closure with like Ray's feelings about everything, of course. Right. But by the end of it, it's just like it doesn't matter. You are you and you're in it. You're, you're She's in the story a person
2: that stumbled into the story exactly. and can still be the Jedi of the story. Talk she about, still, talk about, yeah, you know,
0: and that's what Luke started as too. Of course, like right. if it's 77, we're talking just a new hope. Mm-hmm. Luke is that character. Of course he is yeah. the, 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 kid on the fucking That's thing. a funny point.
2: That's what he was in the first one. And then the exactly. second one retcons that he's the most important person in the galaxy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and
0: so, it should really come into no... F- like, Star Wars has been doing that shit since fucking Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back came in there and flipped a whole bunch of shit around and nobody liked it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, now yeah. everybody fucking loves it. Yeah. Uh, and the prequels were totally different and nobody liked it. And now everybody <laughs> loves them. <laughs> I wonder what's gonna fucking happen with these movies. Hmm. But... This movie ends and it's like, it doesn't matter. She, Rey, represents Rey, and Finn really represent anybody. They are you. And that's great. And then, (laughs) Rise of Skywalker is We will talk about
2: the Rise of Skywalker right after I pee.
0: Okay, go pee, (laughs) Ethan. I love Star Wars. Do you love Star
2: Wars? Me too, I love it.
0: Doom, doom, doom. I want every gun we have to fire on that man. Ugh, we didn't even talk about Hux. Probably because that dude gets absolutely boned in these movies. (laughs) Dakota Cross sent a tweet at Zadarsky. Just wanted to let you know I am definitely not a fan of your lackluster work sent here by Stegman Stegman Show. Hashtag chip sucks.
2: We didn't even talk about we didn't even talk about fucking Kylo's theme and Rey's theme. Fucking they're so good. They're so good. And, and that trailer
0: thing, so good. The trailer where they're playing both themes over each other to kind of like clue you in if that's what the movie's about. Uh brilliant. Um That's really good. Also, I love the porks and the lizard nuns. I love the lizard they're, nuns so fucking yeah. much. So those that shot go. when the, the fucking
2: rocks fall down and they <laughs> n- knock the wheelbarrow out of the lizard nuns and they look up and they're the like, funniest what? fucking. What <laughs> fuck? <laughs> the physics of it are so it's funny because so it hits it so hard. It it's, just eviscerates what they're just holding. Just decks it's it.
0: So good. <laughs> so these t- the whole trilogy I think is talking about identity. I think a lot of Star Wars is talking about identity, of course, but specifically I think that's a, one of the core themes of the sequel trilogy. Um, And 7 and 8 do a perfect job of, they have their own idea about it almost. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) 9. And then The Rise of Skywalker of course comes in hot with You don't just have power. You have
1: his power. You're his granddaughter. You are a Palpatine.
2: Is is this the worst of the three? Easily. Do we still like it? Fuck yes. yes. <laughs> Matt, I think Matt
0: Rosenberg, of course he did, because uh, mm-hmm. he's the best dude and is a big Star Wars fan. Uh, he had a tweet. I retweeted it at some point, and it was like, a ranking of all the Star Wars movies. And it was just, number one all the Star Wars movies. Number two, any other movie. (laughs) And I was like, yep, (laughs) yep, checks out. There it is. Um, So, of course, I think a lot of people do not like The Rise of Skywalker because it pretty much retconned all of Star Wars, (laughs) (laughs) Um, which was a little unexpected. But also, I guess it shouldn't have been because they spent forever talking about how they wanted this to wrap up all nine movies. And so they were like, yeah. well,
2: what's the through line? Interesting choice to make it the last second of like, is like <laughs> this, because the sequel trilogy feels so separate from everything else mm-hmm. in a way. And well, for them to be like, well, this, but this is going to cap off everything. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Well, uh, and but I, it also I makes it, sense but.
0: because they're like, what's a really like, what's a narrative through line that we can sort of
2: draw from episode one? Because last Jedi left nine. such little to do. That yeah, it's like, okay, well, what did the rest of the movies leave hanging?
0: I would say, like, not even, like, on a narrative, like, what is left to figure out and stuff, but mostly, like, what is what can all these movies, like, have in common on, like, a sort yeah. of resonant level, right? Besides mm-hmm. some of the more superficial uh, things, like, they all look like Star Wars, and they all have lightsabers, but, um, but the fact that they're t- trying to... Make nine movies over 40 years with like like two drastically different trilogies and then this trilogy being made in a very different context. Like you have George Lucas is is the brain of those two trilogies, right? They're his things. And then you have the Disney trilogy and Disney yeah. is not said with uh, any sort of disdain on it. It is different, though. Uh, and there's no denying that, I think. And so yep. to sit there and try and say, what do all nine of these movies have in common? is like fucking ridiculous, crazy, because the answer is yeah. probably nothing. <laughs> they were all made yeah. in very, very different contexts. Yeah. Um, and so basically they said, at least it feels like it. They're like, all right, well, then let's just make something up. <laughs> they were like, what if the whole <laughs> yeah. series is actually about Palpatine's and Skywalkers kind of going back and forth, these two bloodlines. And so when people, I think get upset about that, I think, you know, it like, sure. Literally changed. Star Wars changed. Like then now you have so much more to consider. It's like, the whole lore and legacy of the Sith. It's like, is body transference just what they've been and doing it since day one? It doesn't one? come
2: out of nowhere. Like, Palpatine is the villain of the first six movies and no, exactly, has no presence exactly. in this new trilogy. So, and so, to reveal that he is behind everything makes sense. Mm-hmm. It is just jarring because we know everything behind the scenes. Yes. And we know and we know that there was a Snoke and then there wasn't a Snoke. Mm-hmm. And so... And so if there had been a little bit more seeds and then we saw that there are Snokes grown in a tank by Palpatine and stuff like that would have been really cool and, and stuff. It's just, it's just the, honestly the, the making of the trilogy was so disjointed and complicated that that causes it to be so strange. I feel like uh, if but we it just, is
0: cool, <laughs> if we just didn't have the internet where everybody could talk about like the weird, like fake hatred between Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams or yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah and couldn't yeah. just speculate and speculate and speculate for thousands and thousands of hours, then I think people would have n- no problem with that. Uh, yeah. Like apparently we can bring back the death star and, and be super like reminiscent and nostalgic about the original trilogy, except for the main villain of the original trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one
2: thing that I will say that is just a straight up, like, I think it's the wrong choice is having his message sent out across the galaxy be in the opening crawl instead of seeing it, like in Fortnite? Like, you mean in Fortnite? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. But it's crazy, I, and yeah. I like that opening crawl. I think it's cool, like the dead speak or whatever. Like I think that yeah. that's cool. And as soon as I saw the movie, that was exciting because I was like, "Oh, we're just jumping right into we're it." In. But yeah. I think that if there was just a scene of showing. Like we open on the resistance base, we see Leia, we see some stuff going on. And then all across the galaxy, like there's fucking static on everybody's devices, and then the Emperor speaks. Mm -hmm. That would have been really effective, and I think that would have helped people a little bit. I agree. Um, I agree. But uh, but we we got that in Fortnite. So if if we'll do a cut where we cut Fortnite into uh, the beginning of Rise of Skywalker,
0: we're gonna do it just Uh, like that, where you hear static, but like before you hear the Emperor's voice, you hear like just a little bit of Fortnite gameplay.
2: Listen, I think maybe I'll be talking about Fortnite and several suggestions. Oh, so we'll come back right, to that. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's come back to yeah. it. Um but
0: obviously I can I see where some people might be coming from with this. Uh and then I also have a lot of folks that yeah. I've heard that I've spoken to that just don't like it on the sort of quote objective, you know, filmmaking level. Sure. And that's a totally separate conversation. I'm talking about it in the context of story. Star Wars yeah I love Star Wars regardless (laughs) of filmmaking yeah Um, I love this
2: not because it's an incredible like incredibly told chapter of the story I think it's pretty well told but I love it because it's Star Wars uh it's kind of like whereas Last Jedi I love every (laughs) element of it
0: it's um I think some parts of it like it's the way it sort of goes about telling its story might be kind of by the numbers Cause that's mm-hmm. kind of like JJ's thing is not new stuff. It's not innovative stuff. It's taking shit that works and, and just amping it up a bit. Yeah. And that's what yeah. JJ does. And so of course the way that it's got a very sort of video game sort of structure plot to it. Um, and I have a little bit of a problem with the, f- like the conflict. It feels like a lot of the times there's almost no conflict for the characters. And I think that's what a lot of people. I like kind that it of,
2: opens just with Kylo, like, that, getting a hologram right. or whatever, a wayfinder, and he's like, Dude. okay, where the fuck is Palpatine? And he just <laughs> fucking goes in there with his lightsaber. He's ready. Go, like, that op- That opening is incredible. And and then Pal- Pal- the reveal of Palpatine.
1: First order was just the beginning. I will give you so much more. Don't die first. I have died before. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be... ...unnatural. What could you give me? Everything
2: teen is so fucking great in this movie that it's mm-hmm. so distracting mm-hmm. from any of the problems. Like, no, exactly. It does incredible. not matter.
0: <laughs> no matter what, like the Emperor could have like literally like crawled out of his grave and been like, "I was faking it <laughs> the whole time. We're not even gonna do clones. I've just I had a tube. I was breathing under there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I would still be like." Yep, sign me up, because Ian McDermott as the Emperor is so good every fucking time. Every time.
2: I have been every voice you've ever
0: heard inside, inside your, your head. head. It's the fucking Darth Vader voice. Oh, it's so what good. What could you
2: possibly give me? Everything. Everything. And then the fucking ah! lightning. Oh, that's
0: fucking awesome. All right, we're going to like, we're gonna keep talking about it, but what the This already. fucking scary. Like, he's so scary in this Exorcist movie. Exorcist Palpatine. Yeah. Already, I've been talking about it already. That scene, the opening of this, of this movie with Kylo Ren and the Emperor, is my favorite scene in the movie, hands down, mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Like, I, it's not even a competition for me. That is it. And that's probably in my top five scenes in all of Star Wars. I love oh, it yeah. so fucking much. Oh, dude. yeah. Like, because it's got so much, I think like that shit is turned up to 11. Oh yeah. <laughs> like and I was really hoping that's what the whole movie would be, would just be bonkers shit. And there's a lot of bonkers shit in yeah. the movie. Um but not the whole movie. I was kind of hoping we would just go like insane for the last one. I and think I, I think it's worth it saying do.
2: that with the job that JJ is given here of like wrap up this trilogy but also let's wrap up all nine movies but also let's walk back some shit people didn't like from the last one but also let's make sure that we give them all of the shit that they've ever wanted from star wars yes. it's like, like oh and also that, can you
0: write shoot and cut it all in like a year and a half
2: I think that for (laughs) all of those stipulations, this movie, it does kind of an amazing job. And like, and I really think that that's worth saying is like, like, like if you consider everything that this movie was supposed to do, I cannot imagine the phone calls that JJ had with Disney of what he had to do in this movie. Like I think it's incredible, yeah. and also like fucking make Leia an important character with fucking deleted scene footage. Like yeah, you put all of that together, and the fact that this movie is coherent is amazing. Like mm-hmm. I I really believe that. I so I've I've heard a number of people actually say this, and, and
0: one of uh, one of my friends when I went and saw it with him had this whole sort of opinion about it. Uh, where the film almost plays off like a zombie movie. And I think some people say that with some disdain, but for me, it really makes it super fucking interesting. It makes it way cooler actually thinking about it that way. Um, In the sense that, like we were saying, it kind of feels like everything is wrapped up and done with the end of 8. And so not only do you have Palpatine literally returning from the grave, but the Mm -hmm. movie's whole like dominant like visual iconography is like dead shit. Like, Crash Star Destroyers and the Death Star Ruins and Ray healing Palpatine stuff. himself. Exactly. And yeah, Ray bringing stuff back to life. And the whole movie, uh, even though it's Dan Mindel again, Dan Mindel and J.J., it does feel more focused on those new That's really interesting. I never thought about things. it like that. Exactly. And some people say, well, it's Star Wars coming back from the grave again as of this franchise that won't fucking die. And I'm like, sure. But also... Palpatine's a zombie and it's a zombie movie in Star Wars (laughs) (laughs) and I love that shit his fucked up hands (laughs) his fucked up hands Uh, and then when he like gets just a little bit of that taste for that power that Mm Ray and Kylo Ren share he's like oh Mm -hmm. and he like literally had to stop himself for a second to be like no shit Ah. Ah. the
1: life force of your bond I had in the Force a power like life itself, unseen for generations. And now, the power of two restores the one true Emperor.
2: on that rig is so weird and cool. That's very anime, I feel him being up on that. Totally. Yeah. And I think this movie kind of borrows a
0: little bit from, from that sort of stuff. Like you said, that opening being turned all the like we have lightning that like screams as it yeah, flashes. Yes. Like, Everything on Exigo, everything about
2: Exigo. We got another moment uh, of, of the sound cutting out when he shoots the lightning into the sky. What oh the dude, fuck, that's the so cool. Oh, dude, the
0: bass boosted lightning blast. Yeah. That's <laughs> dude, so that cool. Shit. That shit was hilarious in the best way possible. Not <laughs> yeah. like hilarious, like, oh my God, this is so stupid. But but in the sense of just like, oh my God, Palpatine, fuck yeah. This dude is so <laughs> powerful. He blew out the speakers. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um that lightsaber fight on the Death Star ruins I love because oh yeah I like you know the way that these are just two people that are basically just out like the conflict is just so just strained at this point that it's just these two people just screaming at each other angrily like just it's like, like there's like bad clashing. marriage they're so exactly. tired like
2: like it's not even a fun fight it's just brutal they're just tired just lashing just, out at each other Yeah
0: and out in the middle of the ocean with these angry big ass mm-hmm. waves, like there's just mm-hmm. so much exhaustion. It almost mm-hmm. feels like in that fight, and you feel them wanting to both sort of Ray, give like, it up. Ray like even
2: stops for a second and just like repositions your lights exactly. You're like, Fuck, exactly. and then just does it again. Yeah, it's, it's so exhausting. And
0: for most yeah. of it, it, we're actually without a John Williams score, which is crazy, right? Um, and. And then it picks up and, man, they did force healing in this movie, which if Baby Yoda didn't do it the night before, I probably would have been like, no shit. But Baby Yoda did it the night before. And I was like, oh, man. And then I was like, oh, man, they're going to do this in episode nine tomorrow night because the Mandalorian episode came out Wednesday night before the the Thursday night premiere. And I was like, oh, shit. And Mm -hmm. they did it. They did Mm it because you look at like the sort of way the force tracks in these movies and in a new hope, the force is like a really ambiguous, mostly spiritual thing. Um, and then empire strikes back is like, but what if it's kind of a superpower? (laughs) (laughs) What if you can move shit with your mind? Uh, and, and, and that's on top of all the spiritual stuff as well. And that's what makes the force so interesting is because it's a very complex thing it has that spiritual half to it but it also has that very physical super badass part to it (laughs) man this trilogy
2: uh, mirrors the original trilogy so hard it's crazy no it totally does like like the way that last jedi is the crazy big dark controversial one and then the way that this Mm -hmm. really is the jedi of the three no they like people
0: sit back and they bitch about it but they did the same thing like you can't be mad at this and not be mad at that like it doesn't it doesn't make sense uh because even, I think, down to its filmmaking, Rise of Skywalker is mirroring um, uh, Return of the Jedi, because Jedi, I mm-hmm. feel, uh, feels like has that sort of emphasis on, uh, I mean, the whole original trilogy does, of course, they've talked about it to death, about doing practical effects, but, like, even down to, say, like, puppet work and, and everything, like, of course, Jedi has Jabba. And all the characters on the sail barge and the Ewoks. And so, there's a lot of costuming and puppetry going on. Specifically, I feel like, in Jedi.
2: Huh? And then there's Babu Frick in in Rise of Skywalker. And there's Babu Frick in Rise of
0: Skywalker. He's the fucking best. And... Like, this was a... Like, it took me a second to process it. And I didn't even know if it was what I was seeing the first time I saw it. But... The fact that they decided to make Maz Kanata a puppet in this movie. Yeah, was, what the fuck?
2: That was crazy. was like
0: super mind-blowing to me because I was watching I was like something is really I I I don't want to say bad but like w- weird about the CG on Maz in this movie. And then I just kept looking and I was like that a fucking puppet? They yeah, made this right. character a puppet in the last movie. And I think that's because they're like yeah because I don't know fuck it last or uh, return of the Jedi was all about puppets and shit. Let's do Puppets and practical explosions and everything, and let's get real horses to ride, dude. Mm -hmm. Space horses in this movie, yeah, dope Dope ass shit. Um, yeah, I this movie, it does it does a lot of things. It's two hours. I said that there was one thing that I
2: directly disagree with, which was the opening crawl being Palpatine's coming back. There are actually two things. The second thing Mm -hmm. is Chewbacca's fake death. That like that kind of thing is. I think is has become such a trope because of the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. of like you fake kill a character and then reveal it they're alive. But this one does it so hard, where it's like immediately revealed that he's alive, and it's but it's played so well that he's dead, and I was like really excited by that. The fact mm-hmm. that that Ray like fucking force lightnings this thing and kills Chewy, I was like, wow, that's like a real kick in the balls that this movie kind of needed of just like mm-hmm. really convincing you that Ray has fucked up and she's turning to the dark side. Um, mm-hmm. And I really like the way they play that, and she performs it really well. And her suddenly having the lightning is really cool. Uh, but the Chewie death uh, was frustrating. I understand not. I understand you don't want to kill Chewie. Make it a yeah. different character. Uh, fucking well, make it Poe. Fuck it. I don't like just man. do something crazy. But uh, that like, yeah, that immediate reveal is frustrating.
0: It's a zombie movie. Chewie came back from the dead. Oh. <laughs> no um also 3po with the memory um oh, that's yeah. a little upsetting too especially since that's such a great moment for that's a 3po great
2: moment, yeah
0: I, and i love is right that before they his take him out, he's so like well. oh i just thought of something else actually And then <laughs> like yoink hey get the fuck out of here 3po that's hilarious um love it i uh, i love it um I feel like we kind of cocked Rise of Skywalker because we spent so long talking about the other two. I
2: know it's it's that's the thing is like I like it and it's good and it's like, yeah, this is fun Star Wars and it and it wraps yeah. it up in a, in a fun way. But yeah, it's just I mean, after Last Jedi, it's like you, you know, you you want a little bit more and um, it's kind of like
0: how can you like you got last jedi which was like the totally surprising opposite of exactly what you thought it was gonna be and that's yeah. awesome you got a movie you didn't just make in your head between between movies pretty much but then nine came out and it was just like all that shit that you were like kind of thinking about That fuck it here it is and it's like yeah. all right well this is dope still <laughs> yeah exactly still what that's kind of crazy right is,
2: is that eight firmly establishes that ray is nobody Mm-hmm. And then Nine is is like, no, she's a Palpatine. This is a story of Skywalkers and Palpatines. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, I really love both of those ideas. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Like, I think those are both I think fucking they both rate great reveals. Like, because, like, I, that, I wasn't even, when when the whole thing of who's raised parents was still a thing, I wasn't even thinking of her being a Palpatine. That's crazy and really cool. And that's, mm-hmm. like, that's a really great answer. Um, but it's, it's, I just, it's crazy to have those two separate ideas that are both really cool and really separate, but they both happen. Uh, and like, it's funny for Kylo to be like, well, I was kind of right. You are a nobody because you were, you <laughs> yeah. weren't yeah. raised by the Palpatines. Um, like that's kind those, of funny. Those but
0: sorts of moments in the movie are always where I'm like, Ugh just let the yeah, movie do yeah, yeah. the movie it's okay yeah uh yeah. we don't need to backtrack last jedi we don't need it's just star wars it's a year later fuck it it's a whole time skip just fucking yeah. do the movie man yeah. um so but also like we were talking about dealing with identity in the whole trilogy and so 8 being like it doesn't matter who you are and 9 is pretty much like it doesn't matter who you are in the sense of you could be the fucking relative. Yeah, you can be from the the piss poor shit tier evil ass bloodline. Yeah. Or and still
2: choose to be a skywalker, still choose exactly. to be that like and Ray, that's beautiful like, in its own way. R-
0: Ray went from having no last name, who is she, to getting two last names in one movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Though so the fact that it's still just like you 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 get to choose who you are. You get to choose who your family is. And I think some people have just some qualms with the execution of that idea, which, whatever. I get that. It's it's fine. It's whatever. You got... Qualms with it, that's cool, but it's the Let me idea tell you though, when I'm sitting there most. in the
2: movie and all of a sudden it's clear that they've started the Who's raised Parents plot up again, and like and like because immediately in the movie Palpatine's like, you don't know who she really is, and Kylo's yep. like, Who is she? And I'm like, Oh fuck, oh, we're doing back. it again. Okay. And and then yeah, like no, the that build-up of Kylo's like, it. You want to know who you are? Come down here and I'll tell you. And was just like, I was enthralled, dude. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. I love Johnny's score is popping off
0: horde. When uh, he's confronting her in the hangar of the Star Destroyer, and it's just like these really heavy strings. ooh yes. so good. Um, yes. but my, Can I tell you how my much my I
2: love hero Kylo Ren? Oh my God. So good. He's so, so good. good. Seeing him be a Jedi finally at the end is so exciting. Ben and, Solo and the heroic like
0: thing. Exactly.
2: I just love Ben Solo so much. I yes. want more with
0: him. But that's yes. the tragedy of it all is that. <sighs> Right before the dude has to die, he's back and you see you see him. You see Ben Solo finally. Like there's like that's the person that Han and Leia and Ray they've been seeing, right? Yeah. And he's here and he's dope. He has no dialogue for some reason. Um. (laughs) Yeah, it's
2: interesting. I really wasn't expecting anything romantic between him and Ray. I really wasn't. No, me neither. But then when they kiss. And then they like smile at each other. That was such, they have such insane chemistry that I like got high off of the fumes of it. I was like, what the (laughs) fuck? Like, they are so good. And I remember Ashley telling my fiance after we left the movie, she told me, she was like, I've never seen chemistry like that in a movie before. And I was like, fucking, I agree. Like, I couldn't believe how much I wasn't there for the romance f- between them. And then mm-hmm. once it happened, I was. Like, it was like, oh, God, don't die. No, I want this. No, totally, totally.
0: Because um, that little, yeah, you just said that little smirk and little laugh Ugh. that Adam Driver does right before he fucking dies. Yeah. <laughs> is so good and cuz i think cuz he kind of knows right he knows what he's doing yeah. he's given all of his life force that is so Cause good cuz she's all he also- gives a shit about <laughs> And also, dude, tying it back to ooh, Revenge of the Sith a whole bunch in this movie when yep. the Emperor not only quotes that movie directly and it's the coolest fucking thing the ever. Dark
2: side is a pathway to many abilities, which some consider to be unnatural. unnatural. <laughs> That's and then you see his amazing. gross exorcist
0: face, I freaked, and it's why it's one of my favorite scenes ever. Amazing. Um But also, I will finish what you started. Listen, I've seen so many cute little Instagram posts about this or whatever the fuck. But it's true. Like, Anakin's whole point he sets out to do is to save the person he loves from
2: death. And Tyler Ren fucking does, he does it, it, doesn't he? That's amazing. Yeah. I that's that's love really it. good. See, there's really great shit in there, man. Like, absolutely. You, you just gotta absolutely. look past the behind the scenes stuff and just, like, and it's, you know, when you got your fanboy blinders on because you just love Star Wars, it's easier to do that. Like, you can just be, because, a- like, it's not being blind it's just having an easier time looking at the good shit because um, they're really it's really in letting them. the Man, good shit
0: be the stuff that you are getting out of it and right just not the bad shit <laughs> or right. the stuff that Man. you think is bad or whatever and speaking uh,
2: of revenge of the sith i was so happy to hear hayden christensen's voice i was really hoping to oh. see him but of I, w- course, I was perfectly of happy to hear him yeah uh, and, and you know the voice there. doing
0: the voices only gives us this ability to get characters like Ahsoka and Kanan yeah. in there and yeah. that's cool I, I really like that but yeah I was down I would have been super down for some force ghosts of course um I think we were all really really wanting that and maybe even expecting it but these are
1: your final steps Rey rise and take them Ray. Rey. Rey bring back the balance Ray. In the night, find the light, Ray. Every Jedi who ever lived lives in you. The
0: force surrounds you, Ray. Let it guide you. Feel the force flowing through you, Ray.
1: Let it lift you. Rise, Ray. We stand behind you, Ray. In the heart of a Jedi lies her strength. Ray, the Force will be with you, always.
0: It, it was a cool beat, nonetheless. Um, they did a,
2: such an amazing job of figuring Leia into the film as well. Like they, they did an amazing job of using her footage, and like I got so emotional when Ray calls her master. Like that's so good. Mm. And then, and then of course, her ending up sacrificing herself in order to to save Kylo is really. Beautiful and amazing. Because,
0: and I think it's, uh, of course, it's an absolute tragedy that we lost Carrie. Of course. Not only because she's the best, um, but of course, then in this, so this movie, I think you can tell Star Wars is, especially the first six, are all is all about the that father-son relationship. And yeah. nine last minute, I feel like is trying to and had Carrie been here, I think obviously it would have been more prominent. But mm-hmm. nine is trying to get in that mother-daughter relationship that could right. never exist before because of right. course Padme is dead. And it feels uh, like
2: it's there, which is amazing. Like it it really I love it. Yeah. I love it.
0: And Shoot. and that mother-son really again, like the sequels in particular, I feel like they are about princess leia dude they like are. They are. oh i love it also i love when he gets the lightsaber not only because that moment where they get to share the lightsaber is fucking sick but also he whips it out and he gives them that little han solo shrug oh
2: my god <laughs> oh, good. Oh,
0: dude because of course because he's han's kid he doesn't get the lightsaber out and act all heroic like luke skywalker he's han solo's son th-
2: that's the best thing is they give you that morsel of like that 10 mm-hmm. minutes of, of of ben solo and it's mm-hmm. the best thing, and it makes me want more, but also, like, if I got more, I don't know I'd appreciate it as much. Like, that, just that that those couple scenes of Ben Solo are so good that I'm just like, mm. that's my favorite character. He's the best. Like, um, the that's best. so good. And also, his scene with Han is just ridiculously good. That performance oh, okay. of yes. the... okay, yes. Let's wrap it up at that point. I don't uh, know uh, to, I know I have the strength to do it. A
0: perfect mirror. Ugh. Perfect. And... I love that beat so much where he's sobbing. He says, Dad, and before he can say the next thing, whatever it is, he cracks because there's so much to say. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. I'm sorry dad I love you and Han understands there's so much that he's trying to tell him and Han just says I know Is that Uh, the best like like
2: usage of Star Wars shit like to Mm -hmm. make you cry Mm -hmm. like that's amazing
0: Mm -hmm. that was like that I don't think you can look at and just go call back fucking bullshit fan service I think that fits perfectly right 100 absolutely yeah. and actually no i think we over. should
2: wrap it up with that final scene of ray bearing mm-hmm. the lightsabers and she sees her parents she sees luke and leia um mm. and and sh- at the lars homestead uh mm-hmm. and is fucking calls herself ray skywalker i think that that's fantastic and like and like i said loving those both ideas of ray being nobody ray being a palpatine either way she does she is the surrogate kid of of the skywalkers i feel and and like there's a lot of memes about that scene and whatever but i love that and i think that that's the perfect way to end this trilogy mm-hmm.
1: there's been no one for so long who are you i'm ray ray who Skywalker.
2: As bumpy as the ride is, we get Mm -hmm. there to where I want it to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a very off-putting experience, like from the jump. Um, and and I think that's like kind of part of it, right? Is like, Mm -hmm. yeah, all the Skywalkers, they're all fucking dead at the end of this movie. Isn't that crazy? The Palpatine (laughs) bloodline technically wins. That is interesting, Mm -hmm. period. And interesting is good, I think, for me. The Uh, the, the more I can kind of like delve into it and think about it, the more I'm into it. So we're going to wrap up our Star Wars conversation there. I do have one more super cool thing. I wanted to talk about this uh, mostly just because I have a code, a digital code for Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, that I want to give away to one of the Supple folks. Uh, wow, so nice. if you want to add that to your digital collection, or you want a chance to add that to your digital collection, do us a favor, uh, send us an email at suppleboys at gmail.com, and I just want to hear why you fucking love Star Wars, or why you love Episode 9 in particular. I just want to read you guys' cool stuff, um, and so... Even if you have it, feel free to send in your thoughts and we'll read them on one of the episodes here. And mm-hmm. um, I'll pick just uh, one of them at random, ugh, whoever sends it in. Uh, and you can go ahead and have yourself a, a 4K digital oh, code nice. for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. And you can watch all those behind the scenes stuff. Uh, and and it'll be awesome. So email us, subpoys at gmail.com. Why do you love Star Wars? Why do you love Episode Nine? Whatever it is. that's actually where we're gonna wrap up this week's episode as you can tell the discussion ran a little long uh and you're wondering hey where's my supple suggestions for the week i don't know how to get through the week without hearing a couple of cool things to check out from the supple boys well hey what if i told you we're gonna just put out an entire episode of supple suggestions hmm i don't know maybe tomorrow maybe the day after you get this What? You're getting a whole nother episode of Supple Boys in the same week that you're going to get another regular episode of Supple Boys? Is that almost four hours of Supple Boys? It sure is. What can I say? We love you guys, and we love making stuff for you guys. And so we're going to do it as much as possible until we both just, just die of exhaustion. But until then, like what you like, and don't be a dick, and may the Force be with you.